Hey, 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 y'all. What's happening? What's happening? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm messing up. Hold on, y'all. Been going for a while, you know. <laughs> I know, right? It's been, what, two weeks? Yeah. Rookie mistake. We did it. <laughs> What's happening, y'all? Welcome to AU. Are you open to show where you're not a victim, but you're a volunteer to invigorating conversation? As always, it's Wednesday. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. And welcome um, to those that are tuning in on the Hottest Live app. Thank you guys for tuning in with us to our Facebook Live family. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We love and appreciate you. Yo, I'm back in the building. I'm excited. Okay. I told Corey, I said, yo, I know it's only been a week. Because if those who didn't tune in last week, um, last week started our uh, The Man's Perspective show. So Corey and our um, other co-host, DK, they, they, you know, rocked the mics without Nelly. Right. And I told him, like, I, even though I tuned in, right. I actually, like, I, I kind of was like, wait, why he sitting in my seat, though? <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, what? Nah, I'm supposed to be on the air with them. What do you mean? So I really missed it. I that's, did. That's cool. I mean, I'm glad you missed it. I did. I'm glad you missed it. But, you know. I did. I things missed happen, it. Nelly. You oh, know, exactly. Sometimes you needed to fall back. <laughs> you know. They say real ones don't fall fall off, they fall back. Oh, is that what it is? Cool. Whatever. I'm going to come on the man show. I know right? you are. I'm going to come right are. up on here. for you to walk into the studio. Like, here we go. Son. Is that right. why you asked, was I coming to the studio? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, where's she at? I know she's coming. But welcome come back. On. Yes, thank you. Hey, guys, what's happening, y'all? Listen, if you on the, uh, the Facebook live feed, drop a hello, a hi, a hey. Let us know you're here so we can shout you out. Again, to the Hottest Live family, welcome. What's happening? Corey, what's up, babe? How you been? I'm been all right. Been all right. But before I get into how I've been doing. Okay. Right? So anybody want to uh, tune in and give us a call to tonight's show, feel free to give us a call here at the Black Cat Studios at 302-272-9772. That's 302-272-9772. Go ahead and touch your phone. Get into your um Google App Store and download the Hottest Live app so you can listen to this podcast and other shows and music all day long. Definitely. And Feel catch free the to replay. T- yeah, the replay is on Sunday between 6 and 7. The same show tonight will be replayed on Sunday between 6 and 7. So if you missed it, you got to miss it. You got to put the kids to bed or do something you ain't got no business doing. <laughs> um, feel free to tune in on Sunday after you get prayer done. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's if that's what you do. Well. Not everybody, you know, prays and... Oh, That's a church thing. Depends on what you're praying to. Oh, Lord. Anyway, Nelly. Here he goes. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We have a wonderful show for y'all tonight. We definitely excited. We have um, a, a wonderful guest, an author. She's just the bomb. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. But before we get into that, do we want to... Um, oh, okay. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. As you can <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, because you know you're going to get to know her. I was going to go. And she don't know her. I know. I know. That's what I was, I was going to jump into my getting yeah. to know you segment. <laughs> Um, as you guys saw that we have posted tonight, we are going to be talking about daddy issues. Yes. The after effects, the aftermath mm. of an absentee father. Yeah. We have a wonderful author here, um, Miss Nikita. She's in the building with us. Hey, hey what's up to the people, girl? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> so grateful to be here. Definitely. We're so <laughs> glad you're here with us. So tell the people a little bit about who you are, you know, where you from. So I'm from Virginia. Um, Born and raised there. I ended up getting stuck here mm-hmm. in Delaware. Stuck, stuck. <laughs> exactly. In Delaware. Um, in 2003 and kind of got stuck. So. Got stuck. How you, how you get stuck? What you mean you got stuck? So I, I was stationed right oh, down okay. the street in okay. Dover. Okay. And I left after that and somehow ended back 
Yeah. And got stuck. Mm. Got stuck. Got been stuck in since. Delaware. Been <laughs> here ever since. We all stuck. <laughs> I know, right? We're right. I, 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 I wanted happened. to go back to it New York, but I ended up staying here. Right. I did. No, you didn't. I wanted to go back to New York. That was my like. That was my goal yeah. to go back to New York, but you nah. Never mind. Anyway. What do you mean? I'm serious. You was. Well, you ain't going nowhere now. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, Nikita, so you got stuck in Delaware. I got stuck in Delaware. Ended up, you know, building a family out here. Got married, two kids. All right. You know, Shout out to that. them. That's good. How old awesome. are the kids? Uh, seven and four. Girl and a boy? Okay. Boy and a girl? Two girls. Two girls. Two girls. Yep. God bless you. God bless you. That's cool. <laughs> I don't want no girls. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. This segment, I'm curious to see what your your comeback question is. To everyone on the live feed, what's happening to y'all? We got Christopher in the building. What's happening? Thank you for you. Thank you for tuning in. He says, Kia. Hey, broski. Jarrell, what's happening? Thank you for tuning in. Laura, hey, love. Mahogany, Wanda. Thank you for tuning in. J-Rock, what's happening? Thank you for tuning in. Listen, it's not too late. We just getting started. So hit that share button. Invite a friend, invite a player, invite a hater, invite a dog. Tell everybody <laughs> tune in tonight. A dog. We got a wonderful show. We got a wonderful show. We're going to talk about daddy issues. And if you a daddy and you caused some issues <laughs> in the situation, you're going to learn about you tonight. Uh, if you've been hurt or had some issues with your daddy, we want to hear from you tonight as yes. well. So listen, and hit daddy, that share button. Not daddy. Not daddy. <laughs> yeah, daddy. So that's why there's a difference. Right? A lot of y'all is Daddies so what's because the of difference? daddy issues. I ain't gonna tell you what the issues. <laughs> it ain't for me. I don't be going around calling cats zaddy. Zaddy, zaddy with a Z. Yeah, with a Z. Mm. That's the thing, right? I never heard. All right, well, I okay. heard of it. You heard it before? I did. You probably said it before. No, I have not. <laughs> That's a fact. You have. Because I'm gonna tell you why. Why? I'm gonna tell you why. Because for me to call a man daddy or zaddy is triggering thoughts of Tony. No, I'm not going to be in a bed with you calling you daddy. And I'm like, uh, Tony. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yes, daddy issues. Yes, okay? Absolutely. I do not want to be in a bed thinking about Tony. Absolutely not. No way, shape, or form. Exactly. So I'm, Tony is my dad. You don't know. So I'm not going to be in a bed calling nobody daddy, daddy. Point taken well. Point taken well. Cheryl Werner, what's going on? Thank you uh, for tuning in. I have triggers. I get it. Okay. All right. Well, not triggers. I mean, I don't know. Some women are right with it. I'm We're going to talk about it in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so ignorant. I can't stand you. This I'm is just, why. See? This is exactly why. It. All right, y'all. We're going to get into tonight's Getting to Know You segment. As you all know, this is the segment where we ask a question to the round table and everybody answers. And you get to learn a little bit more about us. Um, and we get to learn a little bit more about each other. So um, the question I had asked, and I asked Corey before, and I'm going to put it out there because I want, I want you guys to hear this. Um, so what is one of the weirdest things that you are attracted to of the opposite sex? Ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> what is one of the weirdest things that you are attracted to with the opposite sex? Weirdest thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> think about it? I do. Something that's go? a little weird or oh. unusual, something that's not common. Like, you know, I always like their eyes or their smile. It's common. That is common. I think, you know what? I like, like, a a, ni- a guy with nice hands and feet. Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Nice hands and feet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead, yeah. Corey. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. See, mine was nail beds, right? Yeah. So you have nice nail beds? And not just your nails, your nail beds gotta be nice. But like, what right. if they got their nails on? How you see their nail bed? You can just tell how 
how them had a manicure and a pedicure, right? Sometimes they they straight how they look. It looks all, <laughs> it's it looks like the cuticles, the cuticles, all oh, of that. Okay. Yeah, how they nail, but especially in their feet. Oh, Y'all pay yeah. attention to all that. Your nail so, beds so you are shot. Like, like I'm like, come on. <laughs> you, you like feet? It's not about liking feet, Nelly. I, I mean, it's like, is that your thing? a good foot. Oh, right. okay. I didn't know if that was like your thing. You know, well, they got foot fetishes out there. But no, nah, I'm not like that. Okay. I'm not like that. Like, don't be sending me pictures of your feet. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> right, I'm not sniffing your socks and all of that. What I'm, what I'm saying. saying is, like, if you have your feet out, right. have them done. Right. Right? And I want them to look nice. Yeah. Right? And then you pay attention to stuff like that. You know, when they hand you something, you be like... <laughs> <laughs> right? Or they put their feet on you, you want nice feet. Right. Right? right. It's like boomerang. You remember boomerang? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You ain't want the hammer time in right. the bed, right? You want them to look nice <laughs> yeah. and pretty. You can't yeah. have like a French manicure. Are there exceptions or, 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 to the rules? What's the exception? Like when I broke my foot and I had the boot on? Well, like you I had a boot on. Month, like you like broke your foot, <laughs> right? Or you have like blisters on your feet or something crazy right. like that. That's something happened. Okay. Hope you wasn't like you just don't walk around like that all the time. You like a nah. permanent yearly blister. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, nah. But nail beds, I, I think nail beds are, are, are cute. Okay. Take care of yourself. That's what's up. I thought it was like a foot fetish thing. Uh, I nah, had a friend same. who had like a foot fetish. Yeah. Like and he he was like all the way in on that, uh-huh. and uh, it was kind of creepy. But I mean, I can't knock it. I want to judge it. Right. But you know, to each his own. People do. Uh, no, nah, I don't got the foot fetish. I just appreciate nice, nice feet. feet. Okay. If you have them out, have them done. Yeah. If they're not done, you still all right with them? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Conversation. Okay. To the out socks. Um, <laughs> so one thing that I find is unusual that I'm attracted to with men. Um, I don't know if it's unusual. It's two things. Um, one, I would say his butt. Mm, yes. I like I like a man with a nice butt. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think that's really, it's nice. Um, I, I don't want to have any... Um, intermingling with your butt meaning you know i don't need to insert any fingers or anything right. i just like to look at a nice okay. maybe touch a nice booty um and then the other thing is his accent mm. yeah like brooklyn or like idris <laughs> like the bronx <laughs> <laughs> no like i because you know I, I love idris so like oh, either way like, like he's the bomb so like um, london I love no. I love the fact, like for Idris Elba, I love the fact that he's versatile. Right. Like he'll go Turn from the the British, and then he could he could throw on the little yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. but then he could flip back, and it's just like yes, oh, okay. daddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hear right, we hear that, we hear that. Shout to Sparkle Sparrow, Kenneth Hutchins. You. Thank you, um, Hutchinson. Thank you for tuning in. Linda Gardner, what's happening, baby? Andre Peppers, DZ uh, Jenkins, what's happening? Nancy Woodson, what's going on? I said Andre Pep, what's happening? St. Louis is in the building. Shout out to you. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We are just getting into tonight's show. We just had our Getting to Know You segment, and we just found out a little bit more about our uh, crew around the table. <laughs> right. A little bit more. Did your husband know that? He does. Oh, he does. That's okay. good. Awesome. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Every Saturday being there soaking his <laughs> in nails. I love it. I love it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Y'all get pedicures and manicures together? We have, yes. That's good. And I often, I do it for him. Oh, so, I know. This is so cute. That's I love good. it. I want to be like that when I grow up. I do. I really want to be like that when I grow up. That's what I'm going to get there. All right. Well, I'm going to get there for it, right? I'm going to get there. I'm on my journey to get with We pray it. All right, yeah, we're going to get into tonight's show. Again, we have a wonderful uh, guest with us. We have a special author. Um, her name is Miss Nikita. And as you see the book sitting in front of you, this is her book that she wrote. 
and it is called Daddy Issues. Yes. We are going to talk about this book tonight. Again, if you are a daddy and you know you done caused some damage in your <laughs> child's life, listen, tonight the show is for you. Yes. Or if you are a person that has some issues with your daddy. It's about you. <laughs> <laughs> Talking like your ass. <laughs> right. Tonight, the show is about <laughs> you as well. I did post a post, um, I think it was earlier during the week, mm-hmm. that said there are some parents that really need to apologize yes. to their kids. Yes. Mm. And that's not something that we do often, even us as parents right. here. Um, you know, when I posted that, I kind of, it kind of, I had to kind of digest it first. Like, I might need to go ahead and um, sit down with my son for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and kind of talk some things through. Because it's not something that we're used to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Growing up the way we grew up, you know, your parents don't apologize. They were right. Whatever right. they said, it was, right. that's just what it was. Okay. But I think the importance, even as a clinical therapist, the importance of that is, it's, I mean, the importance of that is um, the healing. For the child, right? Um, and I, but I think the ego plays a lot of uh, a big role in that with us parents, yep. Because we feel like we're the parents, we're the adults. And it's just what we say. This is goals. But so we gonna get into this. Talk to us. Talk to us about this daddy's issues book. Where did it come from? What happened? Ooh, where, where, okay. Give us, give us the background. Where did you write the book, Ashley? When, huh? did, you, when did you write the book? Like how? Old? So hmm, it took five years okay. to write to. From start to finish, All I right. started in 2012, whenever we got married, whenever uh-huh. that was. Exactly. <laughs> right. right. Um, you know, that's when I started it. I, I was, it started as a venting, really mad, really pissed, like, mm-hmm. you ain't right. nothing, right. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, you know, the process just turned into me evolving, introspecting, healing, you know, dealing with it, gotcha. you know. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Remember we posted something, and I know we posted on the AO page and I think in the Man Perspective page, I think we saw it, right? And it, it has caught me, oh God, it says a lot of fathers broke their daughter's hearts long before any man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's a very powerful, powerful quote. Absolutely. Um, you know, do you agree? Yes, yeah? absolutely. And why do you why do you feel like that's because a true statement? I feel like, you know, unconsciously daughters put their fathers on a pedestal Mm -hmm. because as a child, you don't see your parents as people. You know what I'm saying? You see them as parents. They're supposed to be who you can look up to. They're like gods. Right. And so when they fall short, it's Mm -hmm. like, right. You know, it it really breaks your heart. And that's ultimately where it comes from. You know, just putting them on that pedestal and not realizing that they are human beings that make them sick they don't they don't have no rule book mm-hmm. you know they're basing it off of their experiences or lack thereof right and going from there you know i think i think that a part of that is to um the parents set that because you know i know one thing i always heard growing up i'm the parent yeah. you know and like what i say goes and right. it's so funny because i catch myself saying that to my son now too but um i know even when i was a single mom there were times where i was going through things that I felt like I couldn't cry in front of my son mm-hmm. because it's like he can't see me being weak. Yeah. But um, I actually had a conversation with one of my girlfriends, and she was like, Nelly, maybe he needs to see you cry. Mm-hmm. You know, so he knows that you're human. Yeah. And it kind of made me like, you know what, true, because the way we were raised, you know, I never see my parents cry. Right. I never see, I mean, even them arguing, you know, uh, or I would say disagreeing because they never argued. My mom never argued. My wow. dad would be all upset and, and my mom be sitting there singing her little church songs, wow. wiping the tables. And when he was done, <laughs> she would turn around and say, Tony, you finish." Wow. Okay, so this is what's going to be. And I just sit there like, yes! <laughs> yes, honey, check that nigga! 
<laughs> you know, because he'd be all upset and out of pocket, and she just write calm. Wow. And at the end of it all, she would be like, "Okay, you finished? All right, so this is what it is." And he would, you know, but he That's would do awesome. what she said. <laughs> but you know, she had she had the holy, or she was real deep in the church, wow. so she, you know, she kept this like cool, calm thing. But um. So I always thought, like, okay, ain't no arguing. You just, yeah, you know I mean, like, okay, cool. Like, the woman really runs this. Wow. Well, <laughs> didn't happen like that in my house. Um, <laughs> right? Um, you know, my mom had a smart mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom had a smart mouth. She's real sarcastic and slick with her words and stuff like that. Um, and when she spoke, you know, you heard what she said. Right. Right. And, you know, regardless of whether my father had something to say that she didn't like, she always had something back to say to him. Right. You know what I mean? Um, And my mom was very, um, I wouldn't say she was revengeful, Mm. but she would never forget anything. Mm. Right. And she would would hold on to things because she knew what the the outcome was going to be. And she would just sit back and wait. Wow. Wow. She would just sit back and wait. And then... Right. <laughs> I told you. Right, 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 right. Wow. Um, but you know, I, I think to, you know, to you, all of you guys' point and back to the other point, and you know, as a father, when I look at when I think about when I read that, I was just like, Wow, right? So I have a daughter, she's sixteen years old, my mm-hmm. son is thirteen, right? So when you think about that, you're absolutely right. We look at our parents as these gods or yeah. these people mm-hmm. that we don't really we go through life thinking, How could you, how could you, how right. could you? Right. And, like, within the last two years, I've been watching a couple podcasts or interviews, and people start to look back, and I think it was Jay-Z that talked about it because um, he had, you know, f- issues with his father. Mm-hmm. And recently, I forget who it was. I th- um, forget who it was, but they were talking about when they look back as an adult, and they say, you know what? Maybe they did the best that they could. Right, they had absolutely. no idea right. what they were doing. Yeah, right? All the things that we've been through, and I think it might have been LeBron. I was watching The Shop. That's okay. what I was watching. He was talking about He said, you know, wow. As a father now, and some, knowing the, some of the things that I yeah. have to go through, yeah. now when I put that same expectation, that same boundary on him, I'm like, damn, I mm-hmm. have to bring some of that down. Right. Because I don't necessarily always know the right thing to do. Exactly. And neither did he right. or she. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's a good way to put it in perspective. But I think this daddy issues, and I think from men. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. How does this, you know, so I'm interested when we get into this book, right? Yeah. Um, and I wrote down a couple of chapters that okay. we were talk about. Um, <laughs> longing for love and an attitude adjustment. Those are good ones for me. But anyway, um, we talk about daddy issues. You know, men are quick to say that nowadays. I think, you know, oh, she got daddy issues. Right. Right. And sometimes that comes across. A lot across, of men out here with daddy issues. Right. So good, good segment. Do you feel like men also have daddy issues or yes. is associated strictly to women? It. I think that women. Honey, listen. I think that women more are are more likely to admit, right? You know, right. Um, not necessarily openly, but at least to themselves that really? they will admit it. Mm-hmm. But men won't, you know, right. because men are all, are, you know, the ego and mm-hmm. the pride and the, you know, the the lack. And it's unfortunate, but men don't talk about that kind of stuff with other men. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. You talk about girls, sex, da 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 You ain't mm-hmm. talking about your issues. You ain't mm-hmm. talking about your hurt place, you know? And so I think that men also have those issues, but they ain't talking about it. Right. And not only, I think not only are they not talking about it, I think they, um, I don't want to say overcompensate, but they compensate Yeah. for it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it may not always necessarily be in a positive way. I know, um, I know a couple of single fathers who, who their father wasn't in their life mm-hmm. and they, they've admitted it to me on a friend level, not a therapist level. And the way they dealt with it was being super dad for their right. kids. Right. Mm-hmm. However, it still ended up shooting them in the foot. Right. Because, um, 
there, there was no balance. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't know how to have balance. It was super dad, and they ended up crippling their kids. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I'm saying? And enabling their kids because of what they lacked. Yeah. So I do think the lack of therapy, the lack of uh, discussion about it, and really grasping an awareness of it and right. how it affected them causes men to lack that balance. On what right. to do with their kids. They just kind of overcompensate right. when it comes mm-hmm. to dealing with their kids. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's interesting. So everybody that's on the Facebook live feed, um, how do y'all feel about this topic? So you talk about daddy issues. Do you feel like men have daddy issues? Do you feel like it's strictly the women? Um, do you have daddy issues, right? <laughs> right? Have you dated somebody with daddy issues? Do your friends have daddy issues? Talk about it on the feed and we'll kind of read some of your stories. So, yeah. you know, as you guys, you know, kind of talked about that, I see the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe because I'm a man that would just literally okay. just talk about some right. of my stuff as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. right? Well, once I recognize it, I'll talk about okay. it. Okay. Um, but I think the thing is, I feel like maybe we me, we misrepresent it, okay? Right? Because we comes out and hate, right? Hate my father, right? Him. I don't need him. I have daddy issues, right. but my daddy issues is mean, and I'm gonna beat his ass. Yeah. Right. Not like I'm hurting from my right. daddy issues. So right. we we express it sometimes in anger. We express it sometimes in, in how we necessarily may treat women yeah. or not treat women. Yeah. Right. Um, but the thing, uh, but I think women, to your point, I, in my experience, women don't necessarily admit that they have daddy issues. <laughs> they will, they will say, no, I don't have daddy issues. You know, I, I'm good in, right. in this and that, but men expression in anger. So I agree right. with your ego and our ego charges it that way, but we're both hurting equally. Right. We just mm-hmm. deal with it very differently. differently. Mm-hmm. Right. So my experience is a slightly different with that. Um, but so, one thing I want to kind of interject real quick, yeah. and this is just a little piece of psychoeducation, um, with, with, with pain, you know, we always say I'm not hurting, I'm just angry, yeah. or I'm not hurting. But, like, we, um, I, I was taught that pain, um, no, no, here we go. So pain is not an emotion that stands by itself. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's only an outward expression of true hurt and or, was it hurt and or? It was something else. Fear. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a, it's so pain, you know, anger, anger and pain. It's only an outward expression of true hurt and or fear. So when I always get people in therapy, oh, I mean, I ain't hurting. I'm just angry. Right. Well, anger doesn't stand by itself. Yeah. It comes from either you're hurting or there's fear there. It could be both. Yeah. But like you said, men wouldn't acknowledge that part of it. Mm-hmm. They'll just acknowledge the anger. Right. And, and shoot at the emotion, but not what's the underlying issue. Right. So whenever somebody says they're angry, we know there's really something else going on. Yeah, that we were talking about it in the car, and I, you know, I posted something talking about early this minute therapy. And I was listening to this podcast a couple of days ago. Um, I think it was Oprah Super Soul Sunday. Mm-hmm. And she was interviewing Ayanna Van Zandt, right? Mm-hmm. And she was talking about pain and vulnerability and things like that. Right. And she said there's no greater battle in life than the battle between the parts of you that want to be healed and the parts of you that are comfortable with being content with being broken. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And she says, we stay content with being broken because that's the pain we can control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you can control it, you're Mm -hmm. good because that's your comfort spot. So I thought that was just super powerful because that, you know, that's how we kind of lead into our relationships across the board, not just romantic relationships, but how we deal with our children, Mm -hmm. how we deal with work and how we deal with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Right. So, you know. I know we done hijacked the conversation. I know. We get back into the book. Get back to your book. Yeah, so, (laughs) you you know, I understand what what inspired you to actually go in and start writing the book. So, um, me and my husband got married, Mm -hmm. and I have two dads. I have my biological dad and my stepdad. Uh I wanted both of them to walk me down the aisle. My step, well, my biological father basically said, nope, not going to do it. It's going to be me 
and only me, uh, not me at all. And I was like, wow. you know. Okay. And, so and it broke, it broke raise, my heart. You know what I'm saying? You? Huh? Did your biological dad raise you? No. Okay. No. So my stepdad um, raised me since I was two. Okay. And so I'm like, it makes perfect sense, right. you know. Like, right. You made me. He raised me. Let's do this together. You know. Um, so, and then this was three days before my wedding. Wow. And it's like, wow. <laughs> you know, and, and so after we got married, um, I remember sitting in my, um, garage and just started writing and like, just mad, right, you know? Right, and then, right. like I said, it just evolved over time. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. So I see Jarrell said, you know, many men are, Many men are too busy protecting vulnerability to admit or accept their issues, mm -hmm. which yeah. is very true. Absolutely. Because giving up vulnerability for us is life and death. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or it feels like life yeah. and death. Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it definitely feels definitely like life and death. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, Chris, you know, when you... Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just want to hit Chris's um, comment. Yeah. Shout out to everybody that's just tuning in. Uh, Chris said, men definitely have father issues. A lack of a father pushed me to look elsewhere for a proper representation of what a man is mm -hmm. a place, uh, a place, a chip on my shoulder, uh, to show my father that I didn't need him to yeah. turn into a good man. I held the hatred for a long time. I think a lot of men are dealing with that. Yeah. Seriously. Nancy said my parents were killed in a car accident when I was wow. five. Wow. So I was raised by my older siblings, mainly my sister. I had three brothers and brother-in-laws, but not, nothing like a father mm. figure. Mm. Mm. Wow, I mean, yeah. I mean that, that, that's powerful. So I mean, I guess that you know, to Chris's point, the opposite of a man, right? right. So it comes out in anger. Yeah, and you get pissed off, and right. you just feel like I don't need him, right? Mm -hmm. um, but where do you go look for that male figure at? Right. And sometimes people turn to the street. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like gang violence, you know, gangs, and uh -huh. you know, especially so if you don't have other. I never thought about it like that. That's true too. Mm -hmm. Fraternities, because they always say that's my family, it's my yeah. brother, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. I actually know someone who had daddy issues, and his turn was to the fraternity. Like that was only that's the reason why he pledged. Wow! Wow! To feel like he's a part of a family, to have an older brother. He was a single child. To have an older brother to feel like he has someone to look up to. Mm. Ain't crazy. Mm. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> so when we talk about you know daddy issues, and again, so I, here's the thing. I admit I've said it to females. Girl, you have daddy <laughs> issues. Matter of fact, me and my son went for a walk like last week, right? He's talking about his girlfriend, and I said to him, I said, no. Wait, Christian got a girlfriend? He think he do. I'm about to say, that's another show. Hold on. <laughs> <He> <laughs> Wait a do. minute. Right? So I think, you know, we were just talking, and he's just venting, and I'm just kind of listening, you know, because, you know, I was taught early a few years back, you know, let your kids tell you everything, mm -hmm. and just listen. Mm -hmm. Shut up, right? So put my hoodie over my mouth, and I'm just listening <laughs> to what he's saying, right? Because you always want to jump in and protect and save, yeah. right? You know, he's talking about this girl, and I said, let me ask you a question, Chris. He says, what's up? I said, is her dad in her life? Mm. Like, nah, she don't really talk to her dad. Mm. Right? And it just triggered me to say, you know, that the, the, the type of attention that yeah. she wants from my son mm -hmm. at such a young age. Yeah. And the validation that she right. looks for from him. Right. And, and I did say to him, honestly, I said, you got to watch that. Yeah. Right? Because what that's going to turn into, what it's going to do to you at such a young age. Right. What does that mean? Right. Right? You're lashing out on something that you really don't even know what that is. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, pay attention to that. You got to get a grip on that. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, his sister jumped in and was like, you ain't no girlfriend person. You know, that just went to a different, totally different thing. But I think it starts so young. It yeah. does. Right? Yeah. It starts it so does. young. Right? So for you, would you, would, did you say that you 
had daddy issues? Did you say that you've come out of it now? Do you say, or it's just a constant thing that you're always trying to manage and pay attention? So I definitely know that I've overcome it. Okay. Um, it was a process, but it was, you know, something that I had to address in order to overcome. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just going to go away, right. you know, because every time I would think about it or, you know, get in his presence, I'm like, yo, this, mm-hmm. I'm mad. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't understand, like, how... This happened, you know what I'm saying? And so it definitely was a process of, you know, really looking at myself, looking at him as a person, not so much as, you know, this daddy that he should have been type of situation and being able to accept all parties, you know, and find a peace in it. Yeah. You know, I often wonder, you know, again, speaking from the men, the man, right? Um, I often wonder, and even as I sit here, you start to think about the things that you recognize from your dad and. Do I want to be like that? Yeah. And I used to always say when I looked at my father, like my father was a cool dude, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super cool guy. Everybody knew my dad. Um, always dressed nice, smelled good, had a new car every two years, something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, family guy, da 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 da. But when I looked at when I start to when I got older and I recognized my father from a different lens, and it's thinking about the relationships that yeah. he's had with women. Yeah. I knew I didn't want to be like that. Right. 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 I appreciated the father my father was. Yeah. But I went to the total opposite and said, well, I want to be like X. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the comments talked about, you know, you look for male role models in certain places and I kind of cling more to my brother. Okay. Right. So how I dealt with it that I said to myself at, I think I was 25. I said, you know, I'm going to get a vasectomy. Done. I want more kids. Two and that's it. Right. And the reason why that was, and it really didn't, it spun from my father, but I remember I was sitting in a barbershop and I was getting my hair cut when I had hair, <laughs> right? Um, and I watched this young lady walk in with her son and for the first time she introduced how it was. So she, she brought her son in. She knew his dad mm-hmm. and maybe t- she got up, she left. 15 minutes later, a little girl walks in, another, another young lady walks in. And for the first time, the little girl introduced, was introduced to her little brother. <gasps> and just to watch what that looked like. Wow. And the first time they introduced each other, right? Yeah. It was just a shitty thing. Yeah. Right? Wow. And it just, in a barbershop? In a barbershop, right? Yikes. And then they went to Wendy's and came back. And it was just super awkward. Wow. Because to hear him say, you know, that's your little sister. And he's just like looking at her like, what? Like, what's that mean? Wow. Right? And they were young. They probably like four or five yeah. years old. Something crazy like that. Excuse me. And I said, you know what? I don't want that for my life. And as I started to think about what that meant for me, it was a personal decision that I made. But again, it spun from what I thought and I saw and I didn't want to be like, right? Um, And it was an emotional decision and I made it and and that's what it was, right? Um, Do you regret that? I think there's times where I've had moments of regret from Mm -hmm. it, right? But I think as my, my kids get older and... You know, I enjoy being daddy yeah. at 13 and 16. Right. Like, right, right. All the other, you know, my other friends, they just having kids. I'm like, damn, son. Like, <laughs> yeah. You got strollers and shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. We're going to get driver's license, right? You know what I mean? So it's a little, but I've had moments of regret and I thought about it like, damn, would I do it again today? Right, and I was like, right. Different. But, you know, I, I think, again, bringing it back to men, we also have daddy issues. Yeah. So that makes sense too. I want to look at an excerpt from your book. Um, if you're just tuning in, we are sitting here with Miss Author, uh, the author, uh, Miss Nikita, and her book called The Daddy Issues. Um, on page 27, it says the attention girls receive from the men in their lives 
from the time that they are little influences everything from seeking boys' approvals to finding their career path. Just as I said in the first chapter, everything from the moment we are born plays a part in who we ultimately become. It's like the ripple in the pond created by a rock. Whether that rock whether that rock was the size of a pe- pebble or a boulder, thrown intentionally or kicked by accident, it does not change the fact that water that the water and every living creature in the pond will be affected by it. Mm. And you call it it's a ripple effect. You said down a little bit further, like most of us overcoming daddy issues, we unconsciously choose to ride the wave. What do you mean by that? So um, what I learned, um, so I was in, um, I was a daycare teacher. I actually had a, a daycare out of my home. So I learned a lot about kids and that they are little people and that everything plays a part. Um, and so in kind of dissecting my daddy issues, you recognize that once you find yourself kind of just rocking and rocking and rocking and you just ride in the wave, you're not challenging yourself to go the opposite direction, just letting yourself drift into this place of unforgiveness and darkness. And you know what I'm saying? You're just riding the wave instead of challenging yourself to face it. Okay. So that's what I meant by by that. So when you talk about that, like, so, you know, shout out to Jay Smooth that just tuned in, Lisa Brown just tuned in. Hey, y'all. Hey, Isabel. How do you, so I'm thinking about the ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. And it keeps pushing you out, pushing you out, pushing you out. How do you just eventually stop and jump back into and challenge that right. narrative of the daddy issue or what it, the pain that it causes? How do you do that? So you've, you recognize it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I'm out here. You know, you you get to the point where it's like, yo, I'm in a dark right. place. Mm-hmm. I'm in a place where I'm running from fear. I'm running from my feelings. I'm running from this person mm-hmm. who probably don't even know what they've done right. to me. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And you just like how did I get here? And then you have to fight you when you're in the water, you're in the the ocean and those waves are coming. You literally have to fight for your life to get back to shore. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what you have to do to get your peace back. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I had to do. You know, I think something I like to say is like when you deal with unresolved issues and a lot of us do this and we've mastered this, um, it, it's like when you used to be drunk, you know how mm. we used to get drunk back in the day. I mean, Corey still gets drunk like this now, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you get drunk and then you, you know, you, maybe you have somewhere to go. Yeah. So you go home, you jump in the shower, you mm-hmm. try to freshen up Yeah. and you spray the perfume on and you get yourself together. Right. And then you go out after a while you begin to stink Yeah. because alcohol is now not just seeping through your breath, but it's coming out of pores. your pores. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are walking around stinking because our issues are unresolved and we've covered it up with perfume, polo, Mm -hmm. Prada, everything else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, We we get the nicest weaves. You know, we wear the nicest makeups, but we're walking around and we stinking Mm -hmm. and we're stinking because we're doing just that. We're just riding the wave instead of really trying to get to the root of the issue and fighting to get back to shore and get your peace. You know, so you can rock the weave and genuinely rock it with happiness. Not you can only hide behind a mask up. for so long. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of us, like you said, if, if we just at first identify that, listen, the issue is daddy. You know, yeah. Corey asked me in the car, we were talking about some situations. And he's like, do you think that derived from your, your um, issues with your dad? And I was like, nah. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of said, like, I know what issues I have because yeah. of my my life with my father. But no, I, I kind of say this was because my expectations were set right. this way and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, but we're not open enough, and and 
I used to work at the prison as a mental health um, professional. Mm. And he used to kill me because the guys used to always walk around, I'm the realest nigga you ever going to meet. I'm the realest <laughs> nigga you ever going to meet. And, and this one guy, he kept, I always tell this story, but he kept coming back to my office saying, yo, Miss Janelle, anything you need, I'm the realest nigga in this prison. It's 2,700 guys in here. <laughs> and he's the realest out of all of them. So wow. I'm like, okay. And he kept coming. This is when I first started, I guess, trying to reassure me yeah. that if I need anything, I could come to him. So I said, you know, I'm going to pull his chart. Pulled his chart to see what he was in there for, whatever, whatever. I seen that he was raped at the age of four. Wow. He came into my office like he does every day. Mm-hmm. And he reminded me again, I'm the realest nigga you ever going to meet. If you need anything, Mr. Janelle, you let me know. I got your back. Cool. I said, have a seat, Mr. Such and Such. He had a seat. He's like, what's up? What you need? I got you. I said, talk to me about when you was raped at four. <gasps> All right, Mr. Janelle, I, I'm going to holler at you later. I, I talk. Nah, come on, sit, talk. You said you the realest nigga I'm going to ever Whoa. meet. Let's be real. Let's talk about the real. Yeah. Because that's the start of why you... Your, your record is this long. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. That's what I'm here for. Mental health professional, you in my office. What's up? You said you're the realest thing I'm ever meeting. <laughs> right. And he well, has he to be the realest thing because he wants to protect right. himself. Yeah. Or you, anybody around right. him. He left my office and never showed his face back again in my office. Right. Because wow. right. now you see But we so real. Right. Wow. We so real, but we so real, we can't talk about our issues. And you wonder why you're walking around stinking. Right. Just saying. Wow. I agree. Yeah. Just saying. Sparkle said, women with daddy issues are subconsciously reminded of the hurt their father caused every time she is hurt or disappointed by her man. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah? I agree. Would you, so let me dig into that a little bit more. Would you say that women oftentimes put unrealistic expectation on their men based off of Mm-hmm. the daddy issue absolutely so talk yes. about that like have have you seen it have you done it absolutely what is it? Yeah, <laughs> examples <laughs> your ass absolutely. didn't come back with pork chops okay. <laughs> I said chicken <laughs> you don't be listening to me <laughs> yeah I agree absolutely you know um I've only had three boyfriends in my life okay. and the second one I had was um super abusive like in mm-hmm. every way you Mm -hmm. could imagine um but you know one of the things that i know that i expected of him was to be a protector was Mm -hmm. to be there for me to 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 hold me down you know what i'm saying to choose me you know Mm -hmm. and that's That's what i was missing you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying because i'm looking at my dad choose my sister and brother every day you're raising them you're with them you know and so i'm like you know, with these guys, choose me, right. choose me. And right. then when they don't, I, I still accept it because how can I expect more of them if my dad won't choose me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so mm-hmm. that happened over and over and over again. And I definitely recognized later on <laughs> that right. it was definitely a, a, a connection there. The, the point I want to add yeah. to what you're saying, um, when we talk about um, on one of the shows that we did, is your list keeping you single? Mm. Especially for a lot of women, I think we create this unrealistic list that my man has to be a provider, mm-hmm. protector, da, 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 da. and normally it's everything you lacked. Yeah. Everything she lacked? Everything she lacked, right, okay. growing up. Right, right, right. She now expects this man to come and fulfill. Yeah. And one thing I always tell people, especially in therapy, like you, you cannot expect them to make up for your lack thereof from right, your parents right. or your brothers or even your ex boyfriend. Right, it's unrealistic, mm-hmm. but we do. We create. I'm talking about we as women. We create this list, and he has to be near, <laughs> near God. Yeah, in order for us yeah. to be with them. Yeah. But I think it really starts from what we've lacked, especially with our dad, because right. our dad is our first vision of what a male is supposed right. to be for us. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, um. One thing I always tell my my uh, my boo now that I'm with, 
like my dad, he was never emotionally connected with us, but we wanted for nothing mm. financially. Wow. So, and earlier on, now I'm a different person, but earlier on, if you couldn't hold me down financially, I ain't want to do to you. Yeah. Because that's all I knew. Right. But then I figured out I don't need a man financially. Right. So now I realized where I lack was the emotional connection. So now that's what I look for in a man is to be able to connect to him yeah. emotionally. Right. But yeah. So Nora Jackson, Nora Jackson said, nothing cuts deeper than y'all father telling you he never wanted you to your mm. face. Absolutely. If I didn't choose to forgive him, I wouldn't be able to marry my husband. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So like. Absolutely. That, that's a big deal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that I always go back to, so how did you get real about something like that? Mm-hmm. Right? And I think people are so much running from it. So, but let's change the narrative a little bit. Okay. Right? So maybe daddy didn't abandon you. Mm-hmm. Maybe he passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he left early. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he didn't pay a little ticket and be like, I'm right. out in right. 1992. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but now he's there. He's not there. Mm-hmm. And where do you go from here? Yeah. Right? So that's a daddy issue within itself, Absolutely. but in a different way, yeah. right? So have, did, have you known anybody that's had to deal with that type of pain or that type of so, loss also? Um, and, and I definitely touch on that, that, you know, daddy issues is not just mm-hmm. people that where their dads left voluntarily, you know, people right. like I've known guys and girls whose fathers have died early right. on mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And they had real issues right. from them not being in their lives. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it comes to the point where it's like, okay, when do you, again, recognize that this is something that you wanted, lacked, you know, and, like, for the one guy that I know who told me that his father died, he said that he sought, like you said, mm-hmm. um, um, male figure, other male figures through right. the church, through mentorships and stuff like that, um, but just because now he's not here, and then it also causes an unforgiveness to God. Why'd you take my yeah, dad? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's still that yeah. that issue of unforgiveness is mm-hmm. just not to him to be a ban- yeah, like abandonment also um even even with that losing the father i've actually heard someone say that well you know i, I my father was never around so ain't nothing to miss mm. i don't believe that 100 percent. i don't believe that well, i do get a girl said that or no, a, guy. a guy said that okay right like his dad was never in his life really like that yeah, so it's like what am i missing mm-hmm. but i do believe you're still affected yeah you're still affected you can't go to school every day, especially like, you know, um, daycare, pre-K, you see everybody else's. Cause my son, we dealt with that when I was a single mom, Yeah, you know, he was saying, well, why don't daddy come pick me up? Mm-hmm. You know, cause you see all the other kids, yeah. dad coming in, picking them up mm-hmm. and it's always mom. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know that that's saying like, you know, well, he's like out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is. It's not true. I mean, because I think your father also for a man is a sense of identity for you. Absolutely. So if he's not there, where do you identify with? Mm -hmm. Do you identify with Cliff Huxtable? Right. How shitty that was, right? (laughs) Um, Back in the day, he was good. No doubt. But that's why I said Cliff. I didn't say Bill. Yeah. Right? So you identify with Cliff Huxtable, Mm -hmm. James Evans. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Or do you identify with, you know, the other side of it? The gang violence or the violence or the rapper right. yeah. or the entertainer and things like that. Right. Or you grow a false sense of reality and feeling like what you read in books or what you hear on TV is that mm-hmm. you have to be the provider. Right. Well, if I have to be a provider, where's my balance in that? Because providing right. by any means necessary means that I might have to go out here and rob somebody to right. take care right. of my family. Right. Right. And if I don't have anybody to balance that out, mm-hmm. what do I do? Mm-hmm. Because my, my closest person to a male figure is my boy that's down yeah. to do the same thing. Right. right. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you fall back into 
your comfort zone mm-hmm. or what you only know. What I've also seen too, even with that, mm-hmm. um, we've I've seen guys that fall into what they heard their dad right. was like. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they use that, like you said, to identify them or justify their way of being. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've never been a believer of you're a product of your environment. Yeah. I do believe that they're influential. It's influence. Mm-hmm. You know, you're influenced by your your environment. But at the end of the day, you still make a decision. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, but I have seen that a lot. Like, I've never known my father, but, you know, he, you know, through conversation, he was like X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. But that's where I get it from. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Stop this it. is a big one, too. So, Lisa Brown says... My dad always maintained that I will be there and I will always love you. However, as a child, we had to share daddy with girlfriends mm-hmm. and other children of girlfriends wow. where he had to, where they had him every day. We got weekend pickups in which we spent time with the families that he created. Wow. I'm still working on this in my life today. Wow. wow. Right. So think about what that means. And I, I think that that's a, that's a also a powerful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You grow resentment. Shit. Like, yeah. how the hell do you get my dad? All right. of a sudden, at that now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a powerful thing too. But again, if you tie that back to the expectations that you put in your relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You almost want him to fulfill the void that you have, right? But you haven't filled the void for yourself, exactly. So you're really almost setting yourself up for failure, mm-hmm. yeah. Right? Because I don't think if you can't identify it for yourself, he can't identify it either. So mm-hmm. he's fighting a battle that he doesn't necessarily right. know. And vice versa, yeah. right? Because I think men put that expectation on women in a different way Absolutely. too. Mm-hmm. Right? And you have to deal with some hell from yeah. a man. Yeah. Right? Preach. You have to deal with some hell from a man. <laughs> Lord, because again, Jesus. he's looking to find his identity. Yeah. You're looking to redefine his identity yeah. and help him grow into that. Mm-hmm. But that's a tug of war. It is. Right? Because, you know, and sometimes, and, you know, Nelly, you, you, you're raising a young mm-hmm. man. And, you know, me also. Do you feel like a, a woman um, can only raise a boy to a certain point and then he has to go be with his dad? Mm. Do you agree with that or you don't agree? Mm-hmm. I, I do. I agree that um, I'm not, I don't know if he necessarily has to go be with his dad, but I do believe that he does need a male figure, yeah. um, you know, somebody that he can turn to from the male aspect right. because we're females. Right. Mm-hmm. We can only teach right. what we know mm-hmm. right. and we're not a man. So, I mean, for the women who who do say we don't need a man and I can do this by myself. Okay. You can raise your child by yourself. But if you want, I do believe in male influence. Yes. Like, and it should be a positive role model. That's why I say not dad. Cause not all dads are. Right. I'd rather you go right. sit with Uncle, <laughs> right. Uncle Tommy right. or go be yeah. with grandpa because right. us, not all dads. Can, it's mm. very true. Very true. So there's a chapter in your book. You talk about, you know, there's two. So there's, I think, and I kind of, we kind of touched on it so far, like longing for love, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then attitude adjustments. Explain <laughs> to me the attitude adjustments. Lord, Jesus. So attitude adjustment okay. is mainly talking Ooh. to like parents mm-hmm. um, and, you know, how when you're in this situation where you're separated, you're not together, either you done got knocked up, he left, or y'all were married, it's the divorce, whatever mm-hmm. the case, you're separated, mm-hmm. trying to co-parent or whatever, a lot of times, both both mm, both parents will talk smiggity smack right. about the other right. in front of the their kids. child, yeah. which causes oh, unnecessary, yes. Oh, yes. you know, stigmas in yes. that child's mind and heart towards that parent. When if without that, children have a, a like a unconditional love mm-hmm. automatically mm-hmm. for their parents. Mm-hmm. So when you bring that grown-up problem in front of these naive and innocent children it's 
it's shifting their mindset. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So you got to adjust your attitude mm-hmm. and your unforgiveness so that you can raise your child the best way and co-parent, you know, um, on another level. It just takes another level of maturity. That's basically what it's about. Mm-hmm. Being mature. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, be mature enough to raise your kids without the messiness that comes right. with your hurt, you know. Yeah. I even want to add that to those who are married or living together, cohabitating or whatever. That applies, too. Because I know even for me, you know, with, with my current situation, it's been times where my girlfriend calls and I'm like, girl, let me tell you about this dude last <laughs> night. Right. But then I look up and my son is sitting there like, mm. and I'm like, go outside and play. <laughs> go ahead. Cause I'm right. about to talk about your dad. Just get, <laughs> like, I'm not, I didn't yeah. tell him to talk about his dad, but yeah. I know I'm about to talk about it. Go outside and play. Right. And he's all in my mouth. Right. But even though we're all living together, yeah. now daddy walks to the door, he going to be like, right. Because it's, it's crazy how, again, me and my son were, you know, it, I was a single mom for a while. Mm-hmm. His dad is back in our lives. And we've had argu- we've had arguments. You know, we close our room door, but we're in a townhouse. Right. We're not that far apart. Mm-hmm. And my son went to the bathroom. And when he came to the bathroom, he knocked. He came in our room. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, you know, we're laying on the bed. And he's like, Mom, are you all right? Mm-hmm. And he's never done that before. Wow. And I was like, yes, baby, I'm good. And he's like, okay. And he closed the door and left. Wow. And I was really like, stupid. <laughs> but, but you know, that went to show me like, okay, so he heard everything that yeah. we just sat here argued about. And but, then he said it on his father. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I have to be mindful. Yeah. Because again, for the first few years, it was just me and him. Right. So he's going to protect me right. before he protects his dad. Right. Mm-hmm. So it so it goes for those co-parenting outside of the home and even yeah. those who are living together, those who are married or whatever. Yeah. We have to be mindful what we're what we say. exposing our kids to. That's true. We are. And we have to remember, too, kids can't handle stuff the way we can. Right. Mm-hmm. So stop telling your kids that his dad or her dad ain't nothing. Stop yes. telling your oh. kids that your mother is a hoe. Please stop. Oh, because the, worst. the, because worst. the kids cannot deal with that. And then they will start acting out in school. Yeah. Now you ready to call me and put them on medication. Right. And the issue is not them. It's you. Right. Mm-hmm. Parents, we have to take more responsibility. Absolutely. We really have to do better. Level up. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I know some of these statistics that you had in the book. I think you said 90% of all homeless and runaways yeah. has come from... Is a product of this daddy yes. issue thing or broken homes? Is that yes. what it is? Is it bro- daddy issues, broken homes, or broken it's kind homes? Of both yep. Broken, broken homes. homes. Mm-hmm. Um, Eighty-five percent of youth exhibit bad behavior or behavior disorders. Eighty-five percent of all youth in prison. Yeah. Right. Eighty um, percent of rapists. Yeah. Right. That's powerful. It's crazy. Seventy-one um, percent of all high school dropouts. Right. Right. Now, what are these statistics? What are you saying? These come from, uh, did you say there was broken homes, right? Right, oh, so right. fatherless okay. homes. Fatherless mm-hmm. homes, right? Yeah, got you. Um, and then 71% of pregnant teens. Yep. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's so oh. unfortunate. Right. But, I, you know, I, I, it just goes back to show you that, and again, so here's the thing. I'm not saying that parents can't, um, you don't have to stay married. Right. Because right. I think in back in the day, they stayed married, but really wasn't married. Right. We, we right. Exactly. Some of that. Yes. Right. Daddy stayed in a room. You live with Aunt, <laughs> you live with aunt Pat or right. something like that. Right. Right. But I, I think the other piece is that co-parenting is a real thing that can really work. It can. But you have to relate to your point about the, you know, the chapters on my attitude adjustment. Yeah. You really have to really adjust your attitude. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a point that even with the attitude adjustment that you feel like you have to be real with your children and stop creating the facade? that X, Y, and Z is okay. Mm. Is yes. there ever a point of that in how I would you give suggestions on that? I feel that, you know, 
obviously not when they're young, young, but there, there you. definitely is a, yes. a time when a candid conversation with your parent and or vice versa is necessary, Absolutely. you know, to kind of, you know, b- right before I published a book, I, for the first time in life, mm-hmm. had a sit down with my dad and just had a come like, yo, I just need to know your side because, you know, right. being raised with my mom, you know, I just heard hers. So I just want right. to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? What's up? Right. You know? right. Absolutely. You know, and it, it takes that just to not to place judgment on either side, just to know, just to bring you know, just a, an yeah. understanding, okay, where your head was exactly. and so on and so forth. And it, it just is enlightening, especially now as a parent, it's just like, mm-hmm. I can understand, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can empathize with how you were feeling or whatever the case. So, right. yeah. That kind of conversation is definitely needed. And I think, like you said, it ha- you has to you have to be mindful of the first of all the kids' maturity level. Yeah. yeah. Um. You, again, kids cannot handle things. I have heard it so many times where parents are they're giving the kids too much, mm-hmm. and they're five and six and seven yeah. and eight. Stop! Like you, they can't handle it. <sighs> even some kids that are eighteen years right. old, even you know, if they're not mature enough to handle certain things. You know when your kid is yeah. able to say, okay, listen, so look, the real deal with dad is this. Right. You know what I'm saying? The real deal with mom is this. But you have to make that is that judgment call mindfully. Yeah. Because you don't want to throw the kid left or right, right and make it a situation worse than what it is. Right. So and like you wait to have that conversation adult. in love, not in spite, not yes. throwing them under the yes. bus just because, but yes. just to kind of give them insight. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Give us some, bring them some understanding. So when you talk about your deliverance from this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that, because I think you said you've healed from it yeah. now, right? Um, and I think part of that comes from just having that conversation with your father, right? right? And saying, so what would you say? First question I have for you, did that, did you understand it? Did you get it? Before, or you were still like. Before you answer, Nikita, mm-hmm. you said her deliverance. I just want to be, there's a, a very significant word in that. Mm-hmm. Her deliberate deliverance. Yeah. yeah. I think that's significant. Yeah, yeah. that's true. The deliberate. That's true. Uh, because it was a definite choice. Like right. what, what happened um, you know, I was still, even though I was, I was in the process of writing and, um, I remember we, um, I was at a church service and they were having, you know, healing deliverance mm-hmm. and you know people were being called to the altar, whatever. And, um, they were calling up something. I don't know what they were calling up for. Something about hurt, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and so I went up and my sister came over and prayed for me. And I remember I could hear God, like clear as I could hear you. And he just was like breaking me down. You have to forgive him. I'm like, why? Right. Exactly. Why, 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 why? Mm-hmm. I ain't do nothing to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He should be coming mm-hmm. to me. You mm-hmm. like, what? And so I'm sitting here breaking down like, and he says, you know, he said to call him. Right. He yeah. says, call what? Right. I got to call him. Right. He did it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I'm sitting here battling with Jesus, the Uh. father, (laughs) like, no, Lord. But he, he said, no, you call him. And so as soon as I got back, um, home, I called, he didn't pick up. Left him a voicemail, boohoo, <laughs> you know, all of this. I'd be like, that's you. God. You oh, know, well. He ain't whatever. Oh, well. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, and just really pouring out my heart and just like letting him know yeah. on a voicemail mm-hmm. how I felt, mm-hmm. all of the situations, like just how it just affected me and right. how hurt I was. And, you know, but in spite of, I forgive, I love, I want to be better. I want us to 
rebuild. You know what I'm saying? And from that, I, I swear to God, it felt like like yeah, this weight, weight. It felt like a ton of bricks was lifted off of my back that night. Definitely. And from then, you know, it it didn't ha- you know turn yeah. over overnight or anything like that. And we still don't got the ideal father mm-hmm. daughter mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. relationship, but it's better. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can call him, I can hug on him, kiss on him, and not feel no type of way. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah. At the seminar I did in Arizona about unforgiveness, um, myself and Amanda, shout out to her. Um, we, we came up with this um, thing that I thought was so phenomenal. It's um, forgiveness is a choice. Healing is a process. Yeah. Yeah. And when you realize that you will, you'll give yourself permission yeah. to heal. Yeah. Cause we think, because I told you, I put it out there. It should happen like right. that. Not going to happen Definitely like that. Not. Forgiveness True. is a choice. Healing is a process. Yeah. And to what you said, <laughs> we're talking about daddy issues, but there's something that I love to say. And I heard this at a seminar and it says friends will kill you. But family will finish you off. Mm. Okay, mm. friends mm. will kill mm. you, but family they will finish you clean <laughs> off. So the importance of of forgiveness is not about the other person. Yeah. And I think when we really get that out of the mind and we really let go of that victim stance, yeah. the justification of holding on to that, well, you did it to me, right? Like why well, I got to call you, like you right. said, going right. through that whole battle. At the end of the day, it's for your yeah. freedom. It's so you could walk around free. Yeah. Like I enjoy being able to walk around. People I know don't like me. Yeah. Because I know I ain't say nothing about you. Right. You know, right. I ain't got nothing. Right. That was you that was talking about me. I, <laughs> yeah. I ain't right. got no beef with you. Right. You know, and it's a freeing experience for you. And right. And you got to realize whatever issues we have, you holding yourself hostage. Right. Yeah. That person ain't Forgiveness different. is proof that you love yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Simple as That's that. That's good. And the That's other piece is, so let me tie that together real quick. So when you uh, were able to release that to him mm-hmm. and let him know. I'm assuming you let him know what, how it affected mm-hmm, you and mm-hmm. get his side of the story and all right. of that. And I think I asked the first question, you know, I, that was a part of your healing. But did that, um, how important was that for you to let that go? So I think there was a big weight lifted off your right. shoulder. Mm-hmm. But was that a healing part that you were able to tell him so how it made the, you feel? The, so the phone call happened long before the conversation. Right. Okay. Um, so the conversation was definitely needed because it um it validated my existence cuz like right. I, in like one of the things that I said in the book it was like I've never seen my parents together they have not one picture together so it wasn't like ever like oh I want my parents to be together it was never right. that but also with that being the case I'm thinking yo I'm a straight up mistake right. you know what I'm saying right, right, right. and so with him having a conversation with me kind of letting me know no you weren't planned, but, you know, mm-hmm. there was a relationship going on. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And we did love you and so on and so forth. It meant the world to hear that mm-hmm. from him. You know what I'm saying? And to and I know it was the Holy Spirit because he called me three days later <laughs> with some <laughs> other stuff. But he said, you know, and he apologized for it, that I had right. had daddy issues. You know what I'm saying? And so it just was it just meant the world. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. 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 That is so awesome. Well, before we wrap up, tell the people we are here. If you're just tuning in with Miss Nikita, she is the author of this wonderful book and everything we've been talking about tonight called Daddy Issues, The Aftermath of Absentee Fathers. Tell the people where they can purchase this book, how they can get in touch yes. with you. Can they follow you on Facebook, Instagram, somewhere? Yes, yes, yes. So I am 
Actually, you can get my book off of anywhere. <laughs> anywhere books are sold. <laughs> anywhere books are sold. So it's on Amazon. It's on my website, ketaspeace.com. Um, I am on Facebook under my name, Nikita Jervy, and under Kita's Peace. And I also am on Instagram, but not really. I'm trying to learn it. So, <laughs> But, yeah, you can get my book anywhere books are sold. Yep, definitely. If you guys enjoyed tonight's show, listen, make sure you share tonight's show with somebody. Tell them about it. I think we had a lot of good um, information tonight. Nikita, yo, you were awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us. Definitely appreciate you. (laughs) Chris, thank you for the hookup. Shout out to you and Laura. (laughs) Thank you for the hookup. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Corey, it's good to be back in the building with you, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Listen, next week, catch Corey and DK in here for the Man's Perspective show. It'll be, it's the all male um, show that we have every second and fourth Wednesday of the month. I will be back on, is it Halloween? Halloween. Yeah, probably so. Can we dress up? We gonna dress up, Corey? Nah. <laughs> you such a party pooper. Come as myself. Such a party pooper. <laughs> anyway, y'all, thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed tonight. Listen, share tonight's um, show. Make sure y'all get your book, Daddy yes, Issues. Order, order, order. order it. Everywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, whatever, whatever, everywhere else. Nikita Jervy, thank you guys for coming through. Nikita, we appreciate you. Thank you. And we hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show. Listen, catch us next week. Same time, same place. Right here on AU and TMP. Yeah, 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 yeah. See you next week. (laughs) Peace and love.